Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is episode 50. Yes, that is... Oh, there we go. Oh, yes. And the Gullhorn is back. Yes, we had to bring the Gullhorn back for uh, a five-bagel. And and uh, late as usual. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've never... Slight delay. So... Don't even give me that. I was... On point. Oh with yeah, the... just stare, just staring <laughs> off into space. It's it's that Latvian lag. Oh yeah, the Latvian lag. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to turn on the GoPro. <laughs> I got distracted. Well, anyways, <laughs> yes, this is uh, this is our birthday episode, the On the Bench with Beaks first anniversary ever, ever in the history. And I am your host, Cody Beekman. With me, as always, is Ross Mormeyer. Hey, what's up, guys? Daniel Beatty. Hello, hello. Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's up? Hello. And we have got the lavish Latvian back on the bench. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> of course, oh, and of oh, of course, he's on time with his, his goal horn. Hello, but, everyone. It's good to be back. <laughs> yes. It's nice to speak into this gold microphone. Yeah, we got Sweet Feet's Kate Sanders back in the laboratory. Oh, boys, can you believe it? A whole year has gone by. And we've been just talking shit this entire time. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, we, Cody, you and I could go back. Um, sorry, I'm looking at Justice Mike a little bit. Um, you and I can go back and talk about when was this uh, late February, maybe early March. I just uh, I was happened to be in my parents' neighborhood walking Bella, and it was a slow day for me, nothing going on. And I was like, "Hey, what what's Cody's up to? What's Cody doing?" And I sent you a text message. You responded to me. That turned into obviously some beer drinking. And just oh, talking life what, and whatnot, us, really? <laughs> you know, right. it's it's literally how yeah. that how that always um, falls into. But that's kind of what started it, right? I mean, yeah. we, um, I mean, we we don't need to get into details because I I think it was more of a uh, personal conversation that we had that day. But uh, talk turned into how about doing you know starting a podcast. Um, would what would let you still be part of the hockey community and yeah. and do hockey on a different level, you know? Because um, you were you were already writing at that time and doing that sort of thing, and here we are, man. I I mean, and you know what's so funny about it? You know, like it uh, when we were saying, yeah, let's do a podcast. I was like, okay, yeah, this is just probably you know, uh, two dudes just like drunk talk, like, yeah, 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 we should do a podcast or let's get a timeshare together or whatever. But like the <laughs> next day, uh, Keats, uh, <laughs> Keats comes back and he's like, well, ordered all the stuff. Uh, should be here next week. And then we went to the Sabres game that night. And what's crazy about all that yep. too is little that we known at that time, yes, we got the podcast and everything going, but we didn't know that that was going to be one of the last games we'll have to we'll watch live. What? Yeah, that's what another that interesting was... thing about how like between starting the podcast, but the world completely changed two weeks later or so, uh, to where like you, 
that was my last game I saw live with you guys. That was yeah. I was against Buffalo. Yep. Uh, and Ross, you shared that picture earlier today. Oh yeah. That was my last game I got to see live, and you guys I think saw one more after that. It was the and, Rangers game, right? Yeah. Yep. And it's almost around that same time this year that happened. Yep. So. Oh yeah, uh, March sixth is the, uh, our fir- was when our, our first recording was. So that'll be our hockey day in history today. In fact, it is. So yes, <laughs> this day in hockey history, on the bench with Beaks recorded their first ever live podcast. And so today, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back and we're gonna share all of our. Uh, most favorite, most funniest, and probably like the most poignant, like maybe important parts of the podcast. So, without further ado, uh, this is what we're gonna do. We're we're gonna send it around to everybody. All uh, every every on the bench with Beaks member is gonna share. You know their favorite. Their favorite. We're gonna chuckle about it, and then go on to the funniest, and then go on to the most poignant. So, uh, with. Uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to who wants to say their funny uh, their uh, funniest uh, on the bench with Beaks moment first? <laughs> yeah, Beaks. And what do you think? Like, we'll just like we'll start with the funniest and kind of like I'll do it, and Bryce will kind of go around, yeah. right? Just yeah, like all right, sounds good to me. We all can laugh and then we all can cry together at the end, right? Or Absolutely. Like yeah. <laughs> We're already a few beers into this, so you might hear a bunch of grown ass men weeping by the end of this. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm this this sure episode's this, happen. nobody makes you bleed my own blood. This episode I, is brought to you by Heineken Zero. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keats came fully stocked with Heineken Zero today, so he's gonna get real drunk today. Um, <laughs> um, and I'll just I'll just add before we dive into because the origin story is so cool. Um, I was planning on going to the Avs game against the Canucks in March and late February or late February, and that was the last. That was the first game canceled of the season from COVID. Oh, you know what? That's right. And I was just all geared up, ready to go in my jersey. I was all super stoked. And when the game was canceled, I just turned to like the jersey community. And one thing led to another and I found you on there, Cody. That's right. You know, that by that point, it was a couple months into it. And I was just in awe of what you guys were doing and i was just so privileged to feel like i could be included in that and it was so cool to hear what you guys were doing and then so cool to find out that you were so close and that just sealed the deal at that point i just wanted to convince you guys to let me hop on and uh rest is history so i just love all the common threads there no pun intended but um <laughs> just just wanted to add on that before we dove in there you know Daniel, I agree with you so much, man, and and yeah, to maybe even like add a little bit of that, you know, it was crazy because we, we, I mean, even going back to like that first day or like the first episode, however you want to put it, I mean, let's be honest, Cody, we had no freaking idea what we were doing. No way, absolutely not. We uh, we got like five hundred bucks worth of podcast equipment, and then it was just like, yeah, we're gonna do this. We had no idea how to use it. We didn't know we need to have like a certain computer to work with the stuff that we bought. You yeah. know, like there was all these little things that we didn't even consider. It was just like, hey, this yeah. looks like a good deal, you know, and just like five hundred and fifty bucks, you know, like there's 
four or however microphones we got, a soundboard, this and that. And, it, you know, we were the coolest kids on the block. But at the same time, right after that, it was just like the hardest part of it, right? Because we were like, okay, well, we got the stuff. But how how do you get it to, like, do anything, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, fake it till you make it, right? Oh, and that was, I mean... There was so much of that at the beginning, oh, right? Yeah. Um, oh, there was many frus- flustered nights that we, yeah, had to muscle through that. Like one, one, and- one memory that sticks out the most to me is like we knew how we could get to, when we kind of figured it out. We knew how to make two microphones work. Yeah, but we could not figure out well how we have two more. We want guests, you know. Like how do we make right. all of this? I remember Ross and I sharing a microphone. For like a month, because yep. we had no idea. <laughs> well, episode episode five, we all shared one mic. We were literally huddled around in the laboratory on one mic that's at one right. point. And that was and the episode with the hockey minute, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. And that's way before I, I even came into the picture. So I can just imagine you guys sharing one microphone, just passing that thing around. Yeah, three that's... three drunk. Yeah, Bryce, dudes. you have no idea what groundwork we laid for you. Right. So that we you paved don't the have way. We walked oh, thanks, uphill boys. both ways, barefoot in the snow. It was horrible. uphill with a with with the tissue boxes on our feet for shoes. <laughs> lead no, lead weights in our pants. Well, good to know. But I mean, as uh, like Daniel weighed in on this, um, let's let's just have you weigh on, in on this, Bryce too, because I mean, uh, you kind of came in also, kind of like you know, kind of blind, uh, blind eye, like shooting from the hip, like. Just kind of talk about how how you uh, how you felt coming into all this and yeah, let's take a step back. So obviously, Cody, me, and you have a good history together. Grew up, you know, same neighborhood. Went to middle school together, um, but long time passed. And I saw Cody at an Avalanche game, getting ready to go downstairs. I think to a smoking section. And said, oh, yeah. "Is it hey, are you, Cody Beacon?" And he said, "Yeah." He's like Bryce McMillan. How's it going, bud? And so. We wow. hung out for, you know, a few weeks, and we saw some games together, and eventually, you know, I heard about the podcast, On the Bench with Beaks. Yeah. And um, after talking to Ross and, you know, meeting Keats and Daniel, and after a while, just this is something I want to do is sit, sit around and talk hockey with the boys, right? So a great memory for me, you know, I hit on this earlier, but, I mean, just being able to come on here and just talk hockey about the greatest sport in the world, some great guys it's just an awesome memory and i'm happy i'm here i really am oh shucks oh shucks <laughs> really know how to make a brown man blush wow uh, oh wow uh well and let's let's get ross's uh just kind of ross's thoughts before we uh move on to the uh the clip show like ross on the thoughts with ross <laughs> on the thoughts yeah let's get on the thoughts with saucy rossy oh uh, well i mean I just kind of we I came over for that game and I think maybe the day before that and we were just chatting the shit and just is are we gonna do this are we not like then all of a sudden well that was Keith sorry just, to interrupt you a little no. bit but I remember that conversation distinctly <laughs> too because I remember we were talking like yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna try to do it and I remember Cody distinctly is like all right well I'm gonna start you know like putting money to the side and shit and. 
we all know how that always goes when you say, okay, I'm going to start putting money on the side, you know, and yeah, then right. it never sure. happens. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. never happens, right? Something else pops up, and I was just like, you know, and I, I already had that. The the stuff that we're talking through right now, you know, I, minus the little Zoom thing that we ended up buying later, um, but I already had picked something out, and I showed you Cody and stuff, and, you know, and it was... I mean, 550 bucks is a lot of money, you know, like, it's no chump change, really, you know, for some people, and, and it was a, you know, but, you know, we were, again, like, yeah, 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 we'll save up for it, and I remember, it was right before we left for the Pepsi Center to watch that Buffalo Avs game, and I was like, nope, that's how it always <laughs> goes, yeah, we're gonna do oh. it, so I literally just ordered it right then and there, and I remember just chilling for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 10 minutes, you know, you guys were already like pre-gaming or whatever for the game yep. and stuff, and then and then I was like, "Hey, by the way, that that podcast gets coming. We should have it next week." <laughs> yeah. So we've got a podcast, <laughs> and you yeah. took the gym membership route. It's like, well, I've committed. Now I have to lose weight. Right, like, right. Yeah. And to but. say, you know, all the equipment you guys did buy, and having Keith, you know, kind of walk me through it, and kind of learn the whole spiel of, you know understanding what goes into where and the mic goes into this so just having to you know understand you guys went through that and then me going through that was a crazy memory for me it still is to just kind of get to know all the the tech behind this but it's it's a it's one of those things that just kind of comes with the with the podcast just gotta do it i mean bryce if you were there for some of those first days man we were literally throwing shit at the walls like yeah just <laughs> frustrated you know like can't figure out the whole time we're plugging things incorrectly. Like I don't remember like the whole four mic thing. We the whole yep. mic the mics worked. We just oh, yeah. we just didn't you know crank up the sound on the yeah, soundboard. We, we, so we kept thinking it was ah these mics aren't working. We, and that's oh, all it no. ended up being was just cranking up the you know because every Isn't every that mic what on it the, always is sometimes uh, though too. Anyways, oh. that could be a whole podcast just thinking how we turn on the mics. But right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, continue, Russ. But no, it's yeah. Then Keith pulled his little shenanigans over there and just like, fuck it, I bought it. It was just like, well, I guess we're doing this. And yeah, I came over for, they did a test run the first episode, seeing how it went. And then I came in and yeah, it was just nothing but a learning experience and lots of frustrations at first. But we were, you know, it was fun to do it, talk shit and you know talk puck oh yeah <laughs> but yeah no it was uh definitely a fun learning experience and yeah i'm just glad that i'm able to do it with you guys and it's been a fun ride for as long as we've been doing it for the year <laughs> 365 yeah, days <laughs> yep. all right so let's let's start on some clips um uh now that we got keeps back in the uh back in the laboratory I think uh, I think I want I think I want Keith to start on his uh, mo- mo- funniest uh, funniest moment on on the bench. Yeah, I mean, well, thanks for the honors. First of all, let me let me crack my zero. All right, oh, wow. we got that out of the way. And so before you do that, it's so weird having you almost like basically as a guest almost because you're not here doing this all the time too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. And he's fighting real fires and left me to fight the fires with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But sorry, continue, Keith. No, man. So, no, talking about funny moments, man. I mean, it has to be the first episode, right? 
Oh, yeah. Because, again, like, we we didn't know what the hell we were doing, right? And we kind of figured out, well, like, oh, I think this is recording, and we just went for it, right? I'd, what oh, yeah. was our, our our introduction, our first episode, however you want to put it, maybe 20 minutes long, if that? I can't even remember. Yeah, something it like- was fairly short compared to the ones you guys are releasing these days, right? Right. Um, but one that, I mean, that sticks in the head is, like, you chirping me, you know, the how you met me. Uh, oh, and that's, yeah. That's kind of maybe we can go into details and re-listen to that, so. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The best thing uh, I, I love telling people about this is uh, first time walking into the locker room, I, I see this uh, skinny little Latvian kid sitting there just giving a big old sniff off of his hockey socks. <laughs> and I just, I, 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 I didn't know what to say. So I just been here getting a big old sniff. What was that about? Who the fuck is this Uh, i don't know man i guess it was um think of it as like uh the old 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 yeah exactly old style fucking uh smelling salts uh you know like (laughs) a little sleepy or whatever just take a big whiff of your sock that's been sitting in your hockey bag you know (laughs) your last freaking two weeks or however long uh that'll wake you up right so oh, i don't I know did, i mean everybody's got their weird uh weird like pre-game ritual i mean after after this oh, yep that's nasty <laughs> the hockey sucks man um yeah i mean i i distinctly <laughs> I remember, that, <laughs> remember that remember that you know when we played for highland hills still um, it was a tournament at DU, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And it was one of those things. We weren't even teammates at the time. It was, uh, no, yeah, we I, were actually short of players. Yeah. And you guys hopped on from a different Highland Hills team to help out. Right. And that's how I met you. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't even know that, if the story that, that I told that's him. That's like, cla- like, dude, it's. Like, you don't want to see that from someone in the locker room, but then it's like, oh, it's the goalie? Oh, yeah, of course. Never right. Well, that's that's the funny part. You <laughs> yeah, know, they're weird like, already. What do you expect? They're already so fucking weird. And you know, you, uh, you know it's so funny that I mentioned that because I was, like, so nervous to be doing this recording anyway. So that was, like, the first thing that I could – that was, like, the only thing I could think of is bringing up the socks. Oh, you're <laughs> sniffing <laughs> socks, eh? Yeah. <laughs> smelling socks i got smelling socks yeah so like i uh, i was like the, the i got it got one chance to make this one podcast one opportunity right um. my mom's spaghetti was on my sweater so pilot episode so i was like um. yeah i got i got one i got, i got like 15 minutes to make this sound kind of, this thing sound kind of like maybe interesting or and that's like the that's the only thing that popped in my head Let's talk about uh, Keith sniffing socks. You did great. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, no, man. What a, again? Like, yeah, the nerves and stuff. You know, recording this podcast. But even even outside of the podcast, what a fucking funny memory. You know, like, it's, I mean, that's truly how we met. Is me it, sniffing socks yeah. in the locker room. You walk in and it's like, all right, this is not my team, but I guess this is gonna be our goalie. <laughs> so there's this guy. <laughs> He's Latvian. We 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 don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of that's kind of like the like the whole attitude in the locker room too. It's like, well, he's Latvian, so he's a goalie. He's not. Why from wouldn't here. he be sniffing socks? Yeah. 
Stay God, away from my Percocets, and do you have any Percocets? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Oh, oh beautiful. Oh, All right. Oh, should we continue this, uh, Ross? Uh, I, I think uh, I think I want to hear from you next, man. Oh, like, God. Uh, I mean, we, you've got to you've got to have a, a like a nice little nugget of uh, funniness that that popped up on the pod. Well, God, <laughs> I think it was episode eight. Um, we before that we had you know quite a few beers, and as I explained in that episode, Phil decided to give me a haircut for you know giving me a decent price on it. You know, oh yeah, and <laughs> you uh, after you did it in what is it solidarity <laughs> as you yeah, said in pure solidarity. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Keith's talking about that and just like reminiscing because he walked in just the. The look on his face was just like, what the fuck did you guys do? <laughs> it's hilarious because, yeah, because I, I hadn't seen you guys in a little while, right? Because yeah, we were, it was like we were recording weeks. remotely. That's yeah. when COVID first struck and we were doing a lot of, uh, and then things kind of chilled out a little bit, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah, and I remember that distinctly. In fact, I think I almost picked that one too. So I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. It was just like... Well, People can listen. Yeah, yeah, we'll find yeah. out here. I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm stoked because this is like the first uh, episode that uh, we've gotten to. I've got I have gotten to see your ugly ass faces. <laughs> Woo! Wow! Hey, horn. That hurts. Oh well, you know I love you. I uh, mean, uh, well, we've been doing most of the stuff off of FaceTime. Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say is like Ross, you're looking. Uh, Maybe a couple pounds heavier, a little uglier. Uh, <laughs> the haircut, you could be a trailer park supervisor. Oh, my God. <laughs> here, what, what's the deal here? Hey, Big Ben for trailer park supervisor. That that hey, my name is Ray. If I'm your trailer supervisor, if you need anything, don't bother getting a hold of me. <laughs> uh, at that point, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be doing much, anyways. Well, and and, and also, I want to get into that a little bit because the funny story behind that is that behind what behind the behind the behind awful the, fucking haircut that yeah. I've got? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I had a little. Basically, it was just like some bangs is what I had originally, and I was like offered to this by Cody's dad, Phil, and he goes, "Oh, I saw this haircut that this guy." Had on live PD, so <laughs> imagine what illicit substance he was that, on. That explains <laughs> well, most of it right there. And just just to interject, there was a lot of drinks that had been had. Oh, he already came <laughs> out uh, well, with two tequilas. I mean, I just showed up and was Rossley, can I give you this haircut with just your bangs? And I was just like, no, Phil. He goes, how about for a hundred bucks? I was like, get the clippers, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. That is it. And so song, like for song. Man. Oh, man. Uh, no way for a hundred bucks. Get the clippers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what I said that night. What dude. got me was after, well, I was watching live PD. Yeah. That's what I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Something interesting is going to happen here. I'm, I have a big old whiff of it. And the operative phrase there is obviously they were 
clearly on illicit substances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what was the big question? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, uh, we look even more ridiculous. That oh, was pro- that was a very interesting phase of my life. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm learning. <laughs> All right, Bryce. Let's continue this. Uh, let's continue this little uh, ch- uh, chuckle train. Fantastic! Chuckle I would train. love to. Um, so, Cody, I remember one of the first times I came into this amazing man cave you have. Um, I, I noticed you had this amazing fucking picture. Um, again, it's a brought up from Seinfeld. I can't think of how many times that Seinfeld's have kind of popped up in this Cosmo podcast. Kramer. Baby. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. have Kramer just sitting up there in your top right corner. And this goes back to, you know, when we had Milan Hayduke, the Duke of Denver, oh, coming yes. on to our podcast, which is, I think, I think probably all of our favorite episodes, maybe oh, one of our favorite guests um, all around. But, all oh, yeah. Um, but prior to when I asked him this question, you know, I did some research and it just kind of learned that, you know, this guy likes comedy. He just loves watching American TV. And so when I asked him, you know, how did you learn English coming from the Czech over to the United States to actually play some U.S. hockey? Yeah, he went through it and talked about how he loved to watch Seinfeld. And that was one of the key key points to him learning English and also with Bob Hartley. So, I mean, he, the guy is just you know, all-around great guy, but just learning about you know, his trials, tribulations, and learning English and just knowing that it was Seinfeld, one of the funniest shows in America, right? Um just made him learn English. And Spoiler so, alert. Yeah, literally. Yeah, go for it, though. Yeah, let's check this out. Serenity now. The Red Wings talk and feeding the Red Wings always. But Milan, I want to take a step back and kind of piggyback off of what Ross said here a little bit um, in terms of when you just got to here to Colorado. Um, I heard kind of through the grapevine that learning English for you, you kind of learned that through watching Seinfeld and through Bob Hartley a little bit. Can you kind of elaborate on that for me a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I showed up the '98 uh, uh, you know, training camp and uh, uh, made a team, but like, you know, my I didn't speak any English, so it was it was kind of struggle, especially the first two three months were not easy. Uh, uh, after I after the training camp, when I made the team, they asked I hired a, a English teacher that after practices I was taking some lessons, so. I had kind of, you know, some kind of idea what coach is talking about and uh, guys in the locker room. Some kind of idea. Uh, <laughs> Little to none idea. You know, like generally, I, I spend a lot of time in the, uh, a lot of time in the locker room. Like I'm slow. You know, I, I undress right. I undress from my equipment very slow. And, you know, uh, like to hang out. So. I, really good friends with uh, you know some trainers and my buddy Mark Miller was the equipment guy at that time so uh, uh, I you know the, the English part you know talking to the guys lock lock room basically TV Seinfeld stuff like that helped me a lot because you know uh, that's I, I guess it's probably the best way or the quickest way to learn the, 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 the language is uh, you just you're thrown out out there and uh, you know you don't you don't use your uh, your home native language at all, and and uh, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. The first months are brutal, but once you get through it, I think it makes you stronger, and uh, and uh, I think it helps you make uh, learn it quicker because all you hear is English. It's either locker room, yeah. TV, or whatever. So, yeah, 
And what about Bob Hartley? Wasn't he? Isn't he French Canadian? How hard was that for you to kind of learn off of him that way? Right. Know? And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> French. Uh, so we had uh, Bob Hartley. We had uh, well, basically, well, Pierre Lacroix is French, right? French Canadian. Bob Hartley. Uh, right. Uh, Jacques Loutier. Jacques Loutier was running, uh, running uh, the D's. Bunch of guys were French Canadian, so yeah, you had, you had guys with some uh, French accents also. So it was a mix of everything. Really, we had in the locker room. Well, props. Uh, I got great right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta know. I gotta know. Uh, what's your favorite Seinfeld episode? That's what I was uh, gonna say. I, you know, I, I know it's been so long, but I, my my favorite character is Kramer. Love, love that guy. <laughs> and he's looking right at us. Looking right at us. Literally looking right, right at now. us. I could just see I could just see Bob Harley coming down uh to Milan Hadik. Did you see that uh that oh, new Seinfeld uh episode there last night? <laughs> you know, in the uh, in the French Canadian accent. <laughs> Did you catch where the Superman was in the episode that uh, <laughs> did you catch that soup Nazi uh, saying that uh, that he won't give no soup to any uh, land there? Any of you guys. <laughs> no, but what a unique you, way to learn English, though. <laughs> I'm going to just watch a great American TV show. You and disrespect just get off on that. me? No power play for you. No power play for you. <laughs> no power play for you. <laughs> Oh man! All right, Daniel. Uh, I'm 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 interested in finding out what what your uh, what you think was one of the funniest parts on on the bench of beaks. Uh yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, um, there's been a lot of good memories for sure. Let me try to dial up mine and talk at the same time here. But um, I I was thinking, you know, I want to go funny, but just because of what Bryce just said and what we're in i'm actually just gonna throw in my uh my favorite because it's it's just a perfect segue to it and i'll come back to my my funny later just because it's like right on point and and the like to me um one of my favorite things is that milan episode and just the fact that um you know after Bryce had been able to ask that question about like the whole Seinfeld and everything. And it was just the fact that we had had him on the show and um, it was just so cool. I was yeah. like finally starstruck by the fact that we were just chatting with a pro hockey player. That was just a huge, you know, idol of mine growing up. And I was able to joke with him and stuff. And I thought that was like, just kind of fun and just awesome and also it was milan we had been able to go from wherever we had all joined to a point where we're talking to milan for two plus hours and i thought that was just so amazing and cool so, oh yeah um in yeah, a great. touch on that i remember us talking about his indoor ice rink and how mind-blowing that was yeah right yeah. We still need to take him up on going up there. Boy. Yeah. I asked him. I asked him. I guess he sold the house. Did 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 we did we take him up on something or were we inviting ourselves there and he was laughing it off? Oh, he awesome. was. He, yeah, <laughs> I, I think, we were clearly inviting ourselves up there at that point. We're like, eh, eh, you know, you know, you, you like you, you want it. You want like five random fucking dudes at your house just <laughs> skating on your ice rink i think it's just like forrest gump said 
It, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> I just yeah, like exactly. he did, he does owe us some beers. He said he owes us some beers though. That is oh, true. Okay. That's good to know. Well, quid so. pro quo. Quid pro quo. <laughs> Squid pro row. Oh, you beat me by like two seconds. <laughs> is that Latvian leg on your side? That's the oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Keats. <laughs> All right, here's here's the clip, and then I'll 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 play the funny one after it. All right. All right. Maybe there were some opportunities that I could go somewhere else, but uh, always uh, prefer to stay in Colorado. Love the ass. We love Colorado as a family. Love Colorado. Uh, it was just no reason for us to to go somewhere else, and then uh, definitely you know uh, I end up playing thousand games for for one franchise, which doesn't happen too often. So that's. Oh, That's no. something I'm really, really proud of. Well, you know what? Maybe you can talk to Yager and you can come back for a few more years and still get a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's your last He's still playing for his home. Uh, home uh, yeah. He's the owner, GM, he's everything. That's fire. the thing. I don't think anyone can fire him if you just own top to bottom everything, right? Right. No, there's no one who can fire him. Has he tried to draw you over to his team? (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Uh, Being on the ice and being a different animal, I was actually kind of curious because you're a a bilingual, you speak Czech, you speak uh, Seinfeld English, and I was kind of wondering... (laughs) uh, When you're out on the ice, do you ever go ahead and chirp in a different language or... So yeah, that's, that's that's just us chirping, razzing, having a great time with Milan and talking about Colorado. Like, how is that not so much fun? Oh yeah, Funny. absolutely. You know Seinfeld English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprising you the word chirp, honestly. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, you know, like that's the thing is, I think you learn a lot of like hockey language before you learn anything. So I think, true, uh, like, true. I think chirp was probably like cool. uh, he probably knew how to uh, what chirp was before, like he knew, I don't know, like super califragilisticexpialidocious or something like that, <laughs> you know, or anti disestablishmentarianism or yeah, something like that. Worcestershire sauce. Oh yeah, well, I Worcestershire, think everybody. Worcestershire, Worcestershire. Yeah, I still can't say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Worcestershire. Worcestershire, Worcestershire, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. It, oh yeah, it, it's probably what he picked up, like Jan did. He, it's all the locker room talk that you guys were talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got to be. When he dropped sure. a bunch of <laughs> sukas and. <laughs> oh, oh man, man. That, oh yeah, that was just. Everyone needs to listen did to that episode. That? It's just so much fun. <laughs> it's just the best. Oh yeah. All right. So sorry, I, I know I went a little off script with what we wanted to do. I just felt Wild like it was card. perfect because of what Bryce had just put up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll go back to my funny now because, I mean, I love bringing this guy up. The backstory for, you know, the behind the scenes, that's what this anniversary episode's about is uh, James Crosby. Okay? Oh, yeah. And, and James was gracious enough to jump on with barely any notice and have an unreal conversation with all of us he he was really able to get into the weeds on whatever we threw at him it didn't matter if it was shark stuff goalie stuff uh keats is a goalie so he had goalie questions keats had james on his own podcast after that 
just because of how yep. good that conversation went. Yep. I I have had James on my own show for the exact same reason. He's a great dude and just a really cool guy. So he not only helped us out in a really awesome moment, but he was also able to, you know, uh, make some hilarious, hilarious comments about um, just the way that adult league worked and his oh, yeah. uh, foray into adult league hockey out in the Bay Area. So I just have to play this for you guys. It's my favorite all-time clip. I was like gasping for air for hours, and this is definitely not safe for work. So here we go. Get her. You know, like when in Florida they'd score and they'd throw rats on the ice? Oh, like, yeah. For Vlasic, they should have thrown pickles on the ice. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, hey, that's pretty clever. <laughs> Grab one of those and just fucking just took a big bite. Oh, just like, do you guys, like Hammond? Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Best defense award brought to you by Vlasic Pickles. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember Andrew Hammond when he had that huge. Uh, oh huge yeah, the hamburger. Hand he they would actually throw like off the, the ice. Yeah, I mean, and he like, ate one. I know. Yeah, <laughs> be allowed. This is like, pre-corona, okay, people. Just, pre-corona. <laughs> 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 I'm pickle like, Rick. <laughs> right, and uh, that's obviously pre-game. You're not buying a cheeseburger. <sighs> Like halfway through the game, so this guy, this this hamburger is literally sitting in yeah, this guy's where's pocket that been thinking, right? for an entire yeah. game. God the, knows where. Walk to the arena, and then like the entire game, only to throw it out onto the ice. And Hammond still fucking picks it up and eats the damn thing. Like I, like, I gotta tell you right now, I think, I, I think I'd rather eat cat food than than that damn. <laughs> It looked like a McDonald's cheeseburger. It was. So, it was. so yeah, he you're got not, he got free McDonald's away. for a year yeah. from no, the local did. Ottawa McDonald's, which might explain his performance the following year. Oh God, yeah, like, right. <laughs> oh my God, it was so funny. Like, and there, I know there's some guy in Detroit right now being like, "I've fucking put an octopus down my pants for three periods." <laughs> right. Nine. Or, or the guys. Don't tell out. me about a cheeseburger. <laughs> The guys in Nashville, they're putting big old cat feet yeah, down their yeah. pant legs oh, and stuff. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, how are you getting through security with a big old catfish <laughs> down your pants? That's Ma'am, what I don't worry. It might get excited. I'm <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> And this is how Corona started. Gigantic <laughs> <laughs> catfish walking around in their fucking pants. <laughs> oh, catfish and genitalia don't mix. And uh, with me playing baseball, I I watched his goalie give up six goals that said, I haven't been on the ice in 10 years, but I could lay on my side and just with my glove hand stop more shots than that. And, uh, short, so my buddy short stop skills, eh? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So my buddy basically said, well, just put your money where your yeah. mouth is. You know, let's go. Like, I'd love to have you out there. And so, uh, yeah, it came down to it. I ended up, you know, buying some gear off Craigslist and buying some from a hockey shop and some from here and there and pieced it together. 
and uh, started going to skate and shoots, uh, which I learned as a goalie is like being on the wrong end of Bukaki. Oh my god. Mic drop. Oh god. I remember that. Yeah, no. Oh, oh my man, god. That was, yeah, that was, that, was, that was nuts. Oh my god, I wish I was there for that one. I remember oh. hearing that and my jaw, like I was laughing, but my jaw hit the floor because I know I can Bukaki. get crude at time, but holy hell to hear that on the pod, bud. That was... <laughs> That was just, I was in stitches, man. I couldn't. Whoa. I couldn't. Like, the rest of the episode, you can hear me in the background like a hyena, like every 10 seconds. Just like, <laughs> fucking doubled over. Oh, my God. Just snickering oh like crazy. Like, uh, like, being on the wrong end of Bukaki. Oh. <laughs> Taking it from everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Thank That's you great. so much for that, James. Oh, I and, appreciate that. You know, there was just so much vulgarity about that episode. There was so much quality about it, but at the same time, like we also had a two-minute conversation about things down our pants that we stuff in things. For- <laughs> right, <laughs> that's true. You already went down that that rabbit hole, so just go further, Alice. I guess. Hey, man, <laughs> take it as far as you can, really. Oh yeah, that was a great one. That was a great one. Uh, uh, well, that's that actually is the perfect segue into my favorite, like, uh, like my funniest. Your favorite funny. My favorite funny. <laughs> my um, the what I think was like probably the funniest uh, uh moment on, on the bench with Beaks. I mean, uh, you know, we we got to go to the dog bowl and that was great, and we got a chance to talk to. Gabe Goche. I know where this is going. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was hoping he'd go this way. <laughs> and oh. I got to, I got to give Keats like a hundred percent credit on this because no, like, yeah. he, he's uh, just like, he yeah. set this up no, so well, like, and it, it like, it was, it was so ridiculous that it actually derailed the entire, uh, the entire <laughs> conversation. And we had to have a part two, which was awesome because we brought him back on and actually had that part two. But, uh, so I, I don't know, Daniel. You just 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 play it and like yeah, uh, yeah. It was just incredible. Well, I always I always try to ask. So any any sweet locker room stories you got? Those eight games you played? Some dirt you might have with some of those guys? You maybe you want to share with us? I <laughs> <laughs> got You gotta ask. Oh, there oh there's there's dirt. Remember, they're in a bubble. Yeah. They can't get to you, right? Yeah, now. exactly. Oh, well, all the guys that I know don't play anymore. So that's the thing, right? <laughs> They'll just but, show up uh, to your house or something. Well, we'll just say this, that um, it involves bleaching, okay? And it involves... I love Cody's uh, response. Exit fr- uh, of the body. Oh, man, anal bleaching? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, when they say what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. I, I mean, there's a true meaning behind this. it. Yes, so, I, I don't think. Oh that. God! Oh so, God! I, I, like, if we're gonna do a clip show, we gotta talk about the anal bleaching. I mean, uh, that's where his second, like the uh, his second episode came in, the Clorox Chronicles. I, I, if anybody out there that is wondering why. His episode is yeah, yeah. His part two is called the Clorox Chronicles. Because Ross had to bring it up. No, that was <laughs> oh no, the man with the plan. That's Keats. Yeah, Keats Xanders. Yeah, that was Keats. Episode two was Ross. 
<laughs> oh no! Uh, no, uh, no. He, well, no, because he's he signed. He oh signed the banner uh, in quotes Clorox. Yeah, oh, that's great. Oh, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding? I missed that part. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. he definitely signed it like in quotes Clorox. He, he looked at me. And oh he goes, God. "Should I fucking do it?" And I was like, "What? Put Clorox right there?" I was like, "Dude, it's your signature." <laughs> He just put it right down in quotations. It's like, oh my god! And, like, I love how I didn't even miss a beat either. Like, he was trying to be so nonchalant about it, and I'm just like, oh, anal bleaching, of it's course. It's there. I just, <laughs> I just checked the banner. And and just if you're there, the look on your face when you said it, you're just like, I'm so proud. I knew about that. Oh yeah, I know. So- all, I know all about anal bleaching. <laughs> so, I'm proficient. So- Great. The funny thing about that is the as I'm editing out that clip, there's like a longer pregnant pause because none of us really know how to respond. And then Cody's like, oh, so anal bleaching? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I'm like, thanks, Cody. You said what we were all thinking. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. they got all edited out tonight because it's just like, oh, my God, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, and it just completely I, like it just I com- love that guy. Uh, but god damn, every time I look at a stat picture of him now, all I see is Clorox. That's, right. that's, that's all first, I can do now. Yeah. It's his own fault. Com- but, so uh, completely derailed that entire interview and like the, like none of us could, that's why like we st- like cut it off so quick. <laughs> It's because for I mean I easily like fifteen like the fifteen minutes after that oh. was just like it like nobody everybody's just gasping for air. We were just laughing so hard. Oh, that was so great. Oh, oh I wish I was there. Oh, Good times. Oh man. oh man, all right. That was awesome. Oh, well, and it was so unexpected too because you'd figure it would just be like you know the tape on the skates or something stupid like that no he just goes like full throttle yeah. in the yep. damn thing zero to, zero to 100 <laughs> yeah it's like 100 i mean you got you got to straight give the, up you got to give the guy credit for being like really subtle about it until i'm just like oh it'll bleed yeah. you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally totally oh, oh let but, me put it this way for your audience yeah right. never mind i'll just say it <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh man! I was so shocked, but it was so funny. Thank you so much, Gabe Goche. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. All right, let's move on. All right, let's uh, let's talk about our favorite times. I mean, it's not necessarily funny, but you know, just our all around, just like you know, kind of favorite moments like that we've had on the podcast. Well, since Daniel's already done his, we'll just go. From left or yeah, right but to, left to right, left to right or I'm, right I'm, to I'm, left. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure everybody who's listening will uh, easily follow right. that one. But whatever. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. I just really thoroughly enjoyed just sitting down and talking with Milan. Uh, that was a great moment. Um, and just his aspect and just his I you know, on him coming in as a fresh rookie and like you know. You're coming in also during like a big time for the avalanche as well. So it was just kind of, you know, wanted to see what his take was on it. And yeah, that whole episode was great. Well, Milan, I want to kind of ask you a question. I mean, you came in with Chris Drury and yourself. I mean, you guys were star studded just 
rookies at the time coming into the avalanche and also facing the Detroit rivalry rivalry that we had back in the day too. Rivalry. I mean, that kind of, A, had to kind of intensify the situation, I'd imagine, <laughs> but I just want to get your feel on that because that had to been, you know, kind of a shaking in your boots, but also you had a veteran kind of, you know, team behind right. you too. So, right. Like, uh, definitely like, uh, uh, you know, I can't speak for Chris, but like definitely, uh, I'm, I'm sure he felt the same way. Uh, quickly, uh, once we made a team and uh, we realized that uh, games against Red Wings are no ordinary games. They were a little bit different oh, than no. uh, other uh, NHL games. Uh, obviously, we we were part of the uh, the rivalry. The, the rivalry was still really really hot. The, oh, the yeah. crazy, the crazy stuff happened be, before us. Like all, I mean, the the majority of the fights, the Claude Lemieux, and I think it happened. I want to say oh, 90, 96. Yeah, it was 96, 90, 97, 97. I think. So my yeah. first, yeah. first year was ninety eight, ninety nine. But still, uh, so we knew what you know, or I quick, we quickly realized uh, what happened in 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 uh, in the past of the series, uh, these past series. But uh, it was definitely. Uh, you know, different games. The atmosphere uh, were unbelievable. You know, playing here at home in in, in Denver or even Detroit, uh, uh, fans were into it. People talking about uh, you know these games for for a long time before and after. And and you know, uh, these we're talking about pre uh, sorry cap era. So you knew in the West that at some point you're gonna go through endings, right? If you yeah. want to you know go deep in the playoffs, you had to go through. Uh, you know, it was Dallas Stars, uh, Blues. They were really good. Red Wings and us. It was yep. basically top four teams in the West. With uh, you know, probably uh, the Perils probably or uh, was a little bit higher than other teams or whatever. We had championship teams. All all four uh, teams were uh, phenomenal. And and yeah, it was it was you had to go through Red Wings at some point. You had to go through Red Wings, or they had to go through us. So uh, you knew it's at some point it's gonna happen even before the season started. You knew, you know. Uh, I don't want to disregard the regular season, but he kind of knew that, you know, before the season started, the ass will make the playoffs. It was just oh, a matter yeah. of are we going to be between uh, uh, top four? What seed we going to be? It was not the question that making the playoffs or not. Deep. Uh, I, I got to say, yeah, like uh, just being able to talk to Milan, especially about like back then, like pl- the Avs back then was a major special treat. And, oh, and even coming into that blood feud that they had, dude, that, yeah. that had to be scary. I mean, you had, once again, that veteran team, but God, that was just a blood feud back in the day, dude. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he called it, dude. He was just like, you know, either way, it's going to be either coming through Colorado or Detroit. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, they're prepared for a battle. He knew it. Well, I just realized as a 23-year-old kid, you know, your head's probably going to get taken off somehow. Right. And just to mentally prep, as he said, just from when they figure out the schedule just for that game just was amazing. Just those that he still always... had it, in, and they all had it in the back of their head. Oh yeah, just that at that time. So you couldn't be a slouch during the Red Wings, you know, games. I remember during oh, yeah. that combo, he kind of brought up too. There was a certain game where they knew that having that rivalry would be, would you know, it wouldn't wouldn't be worth it. They just played the game, went through it, knowing later, two yeah. weeks later, playoffs to start, and we'll fuck each other up then. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I like how he elaborated on that too a little bit. 
You know, the other thing that I love about that rivalry too, um, besides Milan going into such great detail, and I'm Ross, hats off to you, dude. Such a great question to that guy. Like, I'm so glad you asked that for yeah. sure. No, uh, that's one thing I've been bugging like to ask somebody that's been during that actual rivalry. Didn't you go to the um, outdoor game at Coors Field that was the um, alumni game? Yeah, Cody not and just... I did. Not oh, together, yeah. though. I was, I was there, too. Oh, so was so. I. Oh, this my was, God. Okay. Yeah, okay. So... And so was I. All right. All right. So so was I. And I remember that game being for Keats, like a defining moment in wanting to get back into hockey. Yep. I remember that moment for me being a defining moment because that was the first outdoor game I took my girlfriend to and showed her hockey isn't just in an arena. It's more than that. It's a thing and community. And it's interesting. I don't know Bryce's story, but my point that I'm trying to make is we we kind of all wanted to go to not just the outdoor game, but to that rivalry game because we knew what that kind of meant. And it's kind of interesting how it all had like residual effects on us. And I, I just have to point out that I think that's so damn cool. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, well, definitely for me, it was just like being able to relive that, uh, rivalry. Oh yeah. Like being able to see those players uh, back on the ice and, and, and like just reliving all those old, uh, just like those all just straight up battles. Well, it's the story that has players and Red Wings players that we all talk about from time yeah. to time that are Hockey Hall of Fame and inducted and probably going to be inductees as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's not every sport allows that kind of alumni game. You know, this is, you know, the only sport where you're going to see a, an ice rink in the middle of a baseball diamond, right? And you're watching this game play with some of the most legendary hockey players that you can see, like Chelios. Oh, yeah, you, you know, you have you have Sackick, you have um, Adam Foot, all these guys out there. Steve Weiserman. Weiserman, yes. Hall, right? So you had you had the best of the best out there <laughs> at one point. And, but I remember actually just for the actual outdoor game. The fake snow flying around. The, oh, the, the cotton yeah. tornadoes. Yeah. Cotton, yeah. yeah, the cotton tornadoes. That was like just comical. It was cool, and it made everything look on the TV like that much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember on that note too. Oh, go ahead, Cody. Oh no, I was just about to say. Like I, I like I still remember how uh, salty chris chelios was when he just got booed out of that stadium <laughs> oh yeah we were walking up and all of a sudden like they just you could just hear just them pouring booze over him and my sister's like who's that probably chelios yeah. i said <laughs> yeah that to chime in on everything i mean that was an extra special time i mean like you know you guys some of you probably got the chance to like watch that rivalry, right like yeah going to those games I was still yeah. in Latvia back then, so it's wow, a whole yeah. different oppor- opportunity. I, I didn't get to see that, you know. Yeah. So going there and seeing that, and I just remember exactly at that game too. It's like, holy shit, Sandus Ozelinch is out there right now, you know, something that I never had the chance to see him uh, play as an NHL yeah. player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just was a whole different perspective and and again you know I've, I've i've told the story a million times now but the cherry on top of it all was when it all you know ended two days later whatever i got to go and skate on that ice too which was 
awesome. Again, like Daniel mentioned, that that turning point. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's huge. But I just want to add this. My favorite, actually, my sister and I's favorite part was leaving the game because there was a little kid, and he couldn't have been more than oh four or five years old. And he's on his dad's shoulders, and all the Red Wings fans are just touting that they won the actual game that meant points. And the little kid goes, who cares? Your old guys still suck. <laughs> Absolutely That's love That's it. amazing. That's great. Um, Kids raised well. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Keats, you want to keep this, uh, keep, uh, keep this next one going here? Yeah, man, absolutely. So uh, one thing, uh, I kind of had to talk to Daniel about this one, too, see if we can uh, make it happen. Unbelievable, man. I can't wait for this. <laughs> it this was, is going to be so and, fucking awesome. And I don't know, this could even be probably, what do you think, Daniel? This could this could have probably fallen into, like, the funny moments, too, right? Like, Oh, yeah. It, it would have fit yeah, well. Definitely, but definitely. I, but I Anything. Think, but I think th- this is a favorite moment too, and that this is more towards you, Cody. Um, oh God! I gotta oh, give you, <laughs> I gotta like give you credit cup. on your creativity on introductions oh, throughout shit. the year of the episode. <laughs> so, I mean, that being said, you know, I, I I spoke to Daniel and I was like, "Hey, can we make this happen?" So I think Daniel put a little clip together of. Some of the introductions throughout the year, and uh, oh, again, man. Cody, like I think there there's so many funny ones, and it's like so, <laughs> oh, I, so. So I give you credit on that. So maybe let's take yeah. a listen. All right, guys, we're live right now. All right, hey, we're live again with on the bench with Beaks, man. Uh, this is uh, your humble host, Cody Beacon Beekman Beacon. Uh, so we're. Uh, joined always by the lanky Latvian, the mean machine on the screen, Keith Sanders. Keats. What's up, guys? We're joined by a new recruit uh, tonight, the major caller from the AHL. This kid's got jam. We got Ross the Hot Sauce Mormeyer. Ross, tell us a little bit about yourself. Doing. I'm also here with Keith Sanders, the Latvian man that's making the plan. As always with Keith Keith, say what's up. Hey, hello everyone. How's it going? And of course, Ross, give her a toss more. My always joined by uh, Ross, just the tip more. My how's it going? Oh my God, today is great because you get number eight. Well, 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 well. Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is number nine. We're feeling fine. Your host Cody Beekman uh, with me. As always. Is one man Sanders, Keith Sanders. How's it going, everyone? And I'm also here with the glossy Ross Mormeyer. What's up, guys? And today we have a special guest, our very first guest on on the bench with Beaks. It's the Dog Father, Mr. Cappy, Marty Richardson's. What's up, Marty? Welcome to the show, bud. Uh, thanks for having me, Cody. I can't wait for the next hour. Oh, it's gonna be a sweet. And Keats, not your Ned Flanders. <laughs> What's going on, <laughs> Three blind Bryce McMillan. Hey guys, how's it going? And I've also got Ross hit the D floor more, Meyer. You are so rough. Me after a few times. How are you guys doing? And I've got Daniel Clark Cocker Spaniel Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mark, guys, what's up? How's it going? Hope Ostentatious Mormeyer. <laughs> and once, twice, thrice, my Bryce McMillan. <laughs> How's it going? We are back with another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. I am your humble host, uh, Cody Cannot Gleek Beekman. <laughs> I am also here by Roll of the Dice Bryce McMillan. How's it going, guys? Good and to see ya. And I've got Daniel straight from the TDBD. <laughs> and then I've got Roscar Mormeyer Wiener. <laughs> That's when he was probably like so drunk. <laughs> I can't actually do it on, on command. So I, you, I'm, I'm you gleek say, peaked. Uh, yeah, I, I gleek peaked. <laughs> the be- gleek peaked. Uh, wow, try, try to say that three times fast. Yeah, I'd say so, Jesus. <laughs> so, alright, we're already off to a good start. This is episode 31, and we're having fun. I am your host, Cody, not Brody Beekman, and with me, as always, is Daniel on your steedy beady. Hey, what's up, everybody? Across the universe, Mormeyer. Across the universe. The whole universe. And then we've got Trim Fried Brad McMillan. Yes! <laughs> yes! I was hoping that one made it. <laughs> oh, there we go. Fried Bryce, dude. <laughs> there we go. Uh, it, oh, wait, isn't that one of your... Uh, no, no, so here, so on the, on the bench of beaks, it's Fresh Zamboni Bryce. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. In the last episode, he introduced me as a slice of pear Bryce. A slice of pear I, I think should have made it on there. <laughs> There's was, so many I of had them. To, I oh. had to end it on shrimp fried Bryce. Though. Oh, There's yeah. no way I was it. And we were already at four minutes, and I'm just like uh, the was whole so day good. It was so fucking good. laughing at my computer and Marietta's like, what the hell is going on over there? I'm like, you need to go to Para Bryce. And it was like kind of the one of ones I almost chose is uh, what was it? When Keats was drinking these blue moons, and yeah, uh, uh, Cody asked him if he needed a dental, if a dental dam came with that six pack. <laughs> oh. Damn right it did. Damn oh. right. Oh my god. Those are uh, like God, uh, Cody. Straight holy from the shit, straight from the TDBD. <laughs> like, some of those holy yeah, so, shit. I I want you to know <laughs> that by fuck? like episode thirty, we're like well we gotta be ready so that's why i'm just like yeah still dripping like i have no idea what else to say i just know something's coming so i better be ready oh yeah cheers to you guys for like you know just being able to hang in there like on on some of these man you butcher us sometimes bud (laughs) what was it one of my employees or well co-workers whatever um he liked what was it uh what was it? Oh, Ross Putin, the man oh, who the, never dies. The man there who you never go. dies. Yeah, that one, that one. That one was one of my favorites too. I know the one like Carissa was pissed off is like when you're like Keats in between the sheets. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. she's like my parents listen to this. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> If you do, thank you. Should though. we tell him about the anal bleaching? <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't lose him then, then we probably would have lost him. And then it'd be Keats folding the sheets. 
Or uh, I remember uh, Daniel Beatty the Meaty. That one was rough. (laughs) Meaty Beatty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the skinniest motherfucker here. What did I say? Like, hand is still sore or something? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, oh, I'm the skinniest motherfucker here. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Ever think twice, Bryce? (laughs) Oh, yeah. They they go on and on. (laughs) That's ridiculous. I I thought it was worth... um, Putting that in the highlights. Oh God, absolutely! <laughs> I'm glad you did. Those oh, were wow. really good. <laughs> oh. oh shit, man! Yeah, I've, I've, I've had a couple of good ones, man. Oh, couple. Uh, they Four say, minutes worth. They say puns are the f- uh, lowest form of comedy. I, I say fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'll, I'll I'll top this one off. Um, oh wait, no, uh, Bryce, you still got to go, don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, are we doing? Where are we at right now? We're favorite on, moment. Favorite uh, fa- moment. Favorite. Your okay, favorite. Okay, my, my favorite moment. moment. Okay, so this recording uh, comes from I think my second episode with you guys, and I, you took me out know, up from the minors, as you like to say. Brought you out from the yeah. Um, and oh, you know it was it was during the Eastern and Western Conference playoff finals, and we we're all kind of predicting on who would win. Um, and I was kind of shocked. This is my moment to say that, hey, you know, the new guy brought some heat, and he predicted this one fairly well, and what's up in your faces? I predicted this shit, so <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I like how he's... Not to mention you all fucking it. suck, and I rule. <laughs> all right, guys, so the reason why I picked that is just because, obviously, I was right brand new to the podcast, um, and everyone else kind of picked the, I think, you know, picked the Dallas to win just because... They beat the Colorado Avalanche. So, just again, the tenacity that the Tampa Bay was playing with. Um, I think they deserved to win the cup. And just a shout out to the cup winners there and just say, yeah, I predicted that shit. And no one else did. Say what's up. New, <laughs> new guy to the podcast, like stepping up and trying to bring a big stick. A huge yeah, stick. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm doing okay now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was. Do I sound like an idiot? All right, second episode probably still do, but I'm gonna go for it. Ah, you gotta get a little bit of clout to carry around, I guess. A little bit. There you go. Besides knowing how to set up the microphones. <laughs> See, <laughs> there it is, and there it is. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Bazinga! All right, I'm gonna carry. I'm gonna carry this one on. Uh, so. Like one of our uh, our second guest ever, uh, Jan Hada, if you guys remember that, uh, that was uh, a you know like uh, an ex pro coming on like and even when he first got here, you know it was like uh, I think Dude. I think we were all kind of like like I don't know uh, oh. pretty nervous and we yeah. were really kind of just into it. Well, not even that, like, Geats comes over and whispers into my ear, he goes, he likes the fucking dog better than us already. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when Emily had her <laughs> mastiff here. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, my, uh, one of my friends had a dog over here, and, um, uh, as soon as he got here, like, he was really, he was only paying attention to the dog the entire time, like, not even talking to us. And so, like, uh, all, I think all three of us kind of had this idea. It's like, oh, my God, we're going to fucking bomb this. Yeah, talking to her. Is this a King Corso or what, what, what is this? And, I mean, <laughs> as, it, as it turns out, like, the episode turned out really well. And uh, he got um, he got uh, comfortable enough to 
tell uh, tell us one of this next story, and it's just hilarious. It's a little bit about his times in the minors, and uh, let's uh, well, let's dive into it. Let's, let's roll the tape. And uh, this is the funny story that, like, he was asking about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lovely! Oh, here we go. And, and everybody loved this story. Me, guy without experience, coming from from Europe. Um, I didn't know how that all works, so I was with a team. I, I, I you know, we, I fly with the team on, on the game, but I just didn't play. So I remember one of the trip back from the game. I don't know from from which city back to Edmonton. I was uh, I was called up by coaches in the plane. I was like, hey, come here. We need to talk to you. <clears throat> that was before Christmas, about yeah, two weeks before Christmas. So beginning of uh, beginning of uh, December. And they were like, you know, we feel like you should be playing, and you're not playing here, but you need that, uh, you know, game practice. So we're gonna send you to to, to minor league <coughs> Hamilton for two weeks. And I was like, eh, you know, this is not good. Uh, I I wanna be here. Right. No, but this is not play. good. I came home. I talked to my <laughs> wife. Not like, good. I didn't need this. You know, I did play a lot of hockey now they send me sending me down to to minor league yeah they said for two weeks but you know they said come back you will come back for christmas and uh so, so she and i was like what if you go back to europe you know and she said i remember she said just go there for two weeks uh you're gonna spend christmas in canada and then new year and then we'll see so i fly to hamilton uh, honestly, I don't remember too much from that time. You know, there was some other Russian players I know from before, and we had a couple of vodkas and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. A couple of vodkas. <laughs> I pick up a few points there, and, and uh, I was really, really you know, a plus minus guy there a lot for for about... I played there for about two weeks, and uh, and then uh, two weeks and no no phone calls, you know. But I didn't know I didn't know how that works. So I ca- I call I grab my phone and I called the guy who was in charge of flight tickets. Yeah. I was like, listen, they said two weeks, so it's two weeks. So send me a flight ticket. I'm flying back to Edmonton. And he was this like, is- okay, <laughs> you send me flight tickets. I show up in the locker room next day, walk to the coach's room, and it's like, hey, I'm back. And they were shocked. Like, I call myself up. And oh my god! And and they were like, oh, oh, nice to see you again. <laughs> I'm calling the shots now. <laughs> so every every hockey player I'm ta- like I told this story, they yeah. love it. Like this is this is the gr- this is like self call up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't play for one more game, and then somebody else get hurt. And I started playing with Jason Smith, who was a captain of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. And since that, I play against top lines for the rest of my career. Balls of steel. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Oh, the self call up. Yeah, when you, when you... Well, I mean, like, that's... incredible. I mean, the self call up. I mean, how 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 much better can you get out, out, like from that man? And and uh, later on, Keats was just like. That's so European of you to do. Like, why, why, why do you say that? It's just the European mentality. If you give people like, hey, like, meet me there at three o'clock. You better be there at three o'clock. So, 
me thinking is like when I when he was explaining the story, I was like, "Well, makes sense." The guys say two weeks. Two weeks went by. I was like, "All right, I guess I'll go up myself." <laughs> so it was just hilarious to me. It was like such a European mentality. You give a person a time. That's how it is. Oh, uh-huh. you know? well, and I loved like the when he put in the fact that they that they put him to play like top li- against top lines after that just. Because they're like, oh, well, he means business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically uh, is how I saw it. That's awesome. Well, literally, well, like, I, I mean, from then on, it was, he, yeah, that, that really kind of cemented his actual career in the well, NHL. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to think about, right? Like, what if he wouldn't have right. done that? What yeah, would have right. happened, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. Went back to the Czech uh, leagues or something. Right. So yeah, the self call ups got to be probably one of my favorite parts of uh, of on the bench with Beaks easily. Yeah, awesome. All right, all right. So let's let's uh we're down the we're on the home stretch. So uh the last one you know kind of like poignant, almost like the uh the, the the important the almost like you know the tugging on the heartstrings or you know just like probably the most like quintessential thing that happened on on the bench with beaks so uh i'm gonna let daniel start this seeing how he kind of okay yeah uh, you know he kind of went twice uh so he hasn't had a lot of chance to actually throw one on a new one down so let's do it let's go beady yeah for sure so um let me set this one up too so for me i've really felt like our podcast has done a lot of wonderful things for a lot of amazing people and um i don't think that our podcast is alone in raising awareness to a lot of great causes and i also think that it's kind of interesting how we set apart or we set about this podcast just thinking like we'll just be guys talking to puck drinking beers shooting the breeze and through the guests that we've had on, we've raised awareness over a lot of really cool causes, interests and the like. And we've also gone as far as to not only inspire kind of spinoffs, I'll call it with, you know, there was the on the bench with Beaks core and there was like the, the Keats podcast with between the pipes and mine with hockey Jersey addicts, but some of the, actual guests we've had on the show have also been inspired by what we've done to create their own podcast. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. And um, so this is uh, from the episode where we were talking with Drew Garza and talking blind hockey. And um, after I'll let the clip play, I'll tell you what's been going on since, you know, we've had him on. And I just think it's pretty cool, uh, the effect we've had. So let's listen. Sweet. So in in my first tournament back, uh, I also slipped and and missed missed an edge and went into a corner and put my right leg straight-legged into the boards and sort of jammed my knee and hip pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Um, So, you know, that that was – because I wasn't quite acclimated to my turn. It's just one of those that you just learn and you hope you don't get hurt. And sometimes you get hurt and you just get up and you keep going. Um, 
you know, that's unfortunately there's no, there, there isn't an easy way. You guys know you've played hockey. Like oh, yeah. it, it, it's work. <laughs> True hockey mentality right there, man. True well, hockey mentality. And I've got a question, Drew. I was kind of reading up here just recently that it, does it make a big difference between the net size? Cause I, oh, yeah. Cause yes. it's like that you, you have a whole foot less from what I'm reading. You're yes. using a three foot instead of a four foot. How, yes. Does that make a huge difference or anything like that? Um, the, so the puck is heavier. So yeah, I, I totally can't believe that. That's a huge thing that's different. Yeah. Um, so our goalies tend to stay in the butterfly. When the puck goes into the offensive zone, the goalie will drop, and then he'll just be shifting from side to side to, to seal up. Um, so the because of that, and also to keep this metal puck at a manageable height, the the goals are three feet instead of four. Um, the only time I think it matters is when you can tell that guys have been going to stick and puck or playing sighted leagues, and then they come to blind hockey because they they will just whistle those things, you know, oh, right yeah. over the net. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like my biggest fear. Like that of of all things, like that's my biggest fear is hitting a goalie full on with the puck because oh, yeah. I. I like, I've taken it in the shin pad, and I, I would not want to. <laughs> I would not want to do that again. <laughs> oh no, that sounds like a big job to handle right there. Yeah, see, Don't get in front of that damn thing. <laughs> yeah, it almost seems like you know just getting uh, nailed with a curling stone at that point. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing. You can, so on YouTube, you can find um, some of the tournaments between USA and Canada blind hockey. And there's a guy on Team USA. Uh, I got. I was really lucky. I got to play with him in Minnesota in august um his name's kevin brown he's a defenseman and he's a b1 and as far as i know he's the only b1 so he can't see he couldn't see his feet if he was looking at him um but he's the only b1 that plays defense and actually skates and guys i i'm telling you he is the best d pair i have ever played with out of anybody i've ever played with like that guy, that guy puts team first, and I've never seen someone take six shots, like block six shots from that blind puck and keep going. Like that, he's a machine. That I, sound, I love that. Guy. That sounds like some serious business right there. I it just from the sounds of it, you're like, oh, there's ball bearings in there. I've seen what ball bearings are. No, I I don't want to take any of those anywhere near me, man. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you right now, I hated blocking shots. I mean, oh, yeah. I did it, but I I I was like always. Man, I really gotta block this shot. Well, shit. So I I give him that man the utmost respect. Right. Well, there's oh, yeah. that, and I even like the goalies yeah like i mean me me being a goalie you know like the buck that we use hurts oh, sometimes yeah. or a lot of the times i should say i couldn't imagine having to face something like that oh. no. i mean it doesn't yeah. matter how fast it comes at you it's just you know yeah. steel and ball bearings <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like it's gonna hurt regardless i mean like damn right like there was a lot of awareness that we all just kind of got hit with there. But the other thing I learned from that early in the clip was you just fall down and keep getting up. And there was also the, no one's going to do this for you. You just got to be tough and go for it. And I just think like all of that is very, you know, 
worthwhile messaging to hear for people. And I would encourage people to check out the Dented Puck podcast because that's now Drew Garza and uh, Tony and James's podcast that was inspired by ours about this conversation to raise more awareness about that. Um, And I would also like to proudly say that since this episode has taken place, I have been in conversations with Drew about fundraising. I've also been in touch with uh, Dog Nation Hockey Foundation. We're very optimistic about getting blind hockey added to Dog Bowl in the next version of Dog Bowl. We're also very optimistic about the opportunities that exist through the San Jose Sharks organization to partner with a blind hockey club in the area. Um, And we're also very opportunistic and um, optimistic about finding grants that allow me to apply my instructional and coaching skills to create a blind hockey curriculum to grow the sport, to make it ready for the Paralympics in 2026. So Cody, that's what you have done because of starting this podcast. And I just want to piggyback off that too as well. I mean, talking about my dog nation, I did get the opportunity to go with Cody uh, to Red Rocks to meet uh, a great young man that is in a position that's similar to Cody's. And I want Cody to elaborate on that event by dog nation, how he kind of represented on the bench of beaks through that. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, you know, Marty gave me a chance to, uh, like, like, uh, be in the uh you know the check giver spot instead of the check receipt like you know the uh recipient spot and it, it like uh, sadly enough this guy john O'Rell, uh a great hockey player from st louis he ended up like being at uh, craig hospital for getting uh hurt at work luckily he uh, i guess luckily being um a for the lack of a better word uh uh, when he got hurt, he uh, kind of he uh, broke a little lower than I did. So l- luckily, he's got his hands and stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, I got the uh, I got the chance to uh, go out to Red Rocks and present him with a check, just like how it kind of happened with me. And yeah, um, uh, Bryce was with us, and we uh, kind of represented on the bench with Beaks and uh, Dog uh, the Dog Nation Hockey Foundation for that. So. That's just uh, I get, cool. yeah. That's just another opportunity we kind of got to you know through the podcast to kind of you know continue spreading awareness and you know helping and stuff like that and that that's really I didn't really know much uh, uh like I I remember Drew had uh posted something on like Instagram about how uh you know uh on the bench of beaks and you know uh between the pies podcast like really uh kind of made uh made him decide to make his own podcast which uh was uh super awesome to see like him just saying something about that that like that made me feel really good but i um i wasn't aware of all this all this other stuff that's going on so that's just no that just that is so huge yeah i didn't i didn't expect you to because i think people should know that this podcast is a lot of work and cody puts in a lot of time and finding the guests and making us figure out a schedule when we're all available so you know it's good to be able to have allies to do other things behind the scenes and i just think it's 
it's important with all the messaging that you're receiving to from people to come on the show or um, just your regular life in general. Like there's a lot of good that's happening as a residual effect of you starting this. And um, that starts with, because we've had conversations with people on this show and they've decided to continue to have conversations with people in the hockey community. And it's, well, yeah, it's incredible. So, yeah. You know, Tip of the cap to you, Cody. Yeah, that just blows me away. Good job, buddy. Oh, That's hey, man. Just it's just amazing. It's really all of us, guys. It's not just me. You know, everybody's got something to put put into this. And yeah, I mean, through through that, I mean, we've we've been able to do this. It's not just me. It's, you know, it's it's everybody. Yeah. So but I mean. That's- we- that's awesome. That is so and, cool. And wow. even with, you know, not even like dented puck. And I I really, really strongly also believe, I mean, we've talked about it weeks back. Dog Nation has its own podcast now, too. Yeah. yeah. And I truly believe yeah. that we had a little something to do with a that lot. as well. Yeah, yeah, a little, a lot, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. And, you're right. You're right. And yeah. going, 100%. And going back, I mean, I remember Mike Freeman coming in here, picking my brain, and like, hey, what do you use? And he's like writing things down. How do these microphones work? What kind of, where do you guys post these podcasts? Yeah. And I'm sure they got their own thing going on now. But regardless, uh, they used us as that little stepping stool to see where, how this works and and what they should look into to start something of their own. So I don't know. I thought it was worth mentioning yeah absolutely uh, yeah i mean i didn't know that it had that much of a ripple effect i mean to a point yes but yeah that's just awesome that something that yeah you just bought equipment for keats and had the idea for and just got you and cody and then i in it in on it and then we have daniel and you know bryce it's come in and it's just yeah, it's just turned into a, a lot bigger of a thing than we thought it was. Yeah. Us, so and even numbers. I mean, I've I've, I've been out of out of um, you know the circle for a little bit, um, but you know how many people listen to your episodes now and stuff compared to what it was, right? Yeah. And Cody, oh, yeah. what were you in Canada? You said a statistic not too long ago about our podcast in Canada where it really matters most, right? Yeah, well, I mean, Canada, is that's, that's the big, <laughs> the big hockey market. So, I mean, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're we're in the uh, charts in Canada and we're in the charts in Sweden and we're in the charts in the U.S., so that's pretty cool, you know? And yeah, we got a bunch of countries from all over listening and... Just never, honestly, never really thought that like we'd have this much of a reach, and it's it's really humbling to see that uh, we really do like people. Do, people are listen, listening, and it's in some way helping, you know. Yeah, which which, yeah. which is the biggest thing to me, really. Which I mean will actually fall fall into my favorite part of uh, on the bench of beaks. So uh, uh, before we get in, into that, uh, who wants to go next? Well, I'll just. I guess follows suit. Um, but I mean, my clip is kind of, uh, it was kind of like a, a fun thing that we did, you know, or that happened, I guess at dog bowl. But I just want to explain that. I mean, they raised so much money for so many people that needed it. And just to see that as like, like not even just like an idea or anything like Marty had at first, just it in full swing. 
and seeing how much money that they were help giving to help these families out all these hockey players that you know came out and gave their weekend to you know play hockey and just do it for the cause um and it wasn't just you know it, just the joe blows i mean you had you know guys that are prospects you had guys that are nhlers that and ex-nhlers that were coming up and they all backed this whole entire ordeal and just as i said seeing that all come into fruition that whole entire weekend and what it was and what dog nation was about like that was just amazing so Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, we got we got Sorry. we got plenty of guests coming here. Here we go. This is this is the All oh, right, here we go. Oh, look at this guy. Oh, look at this guy. All right. All right. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's the first uh, uh, on podcast jersey signing <laughs> that we've ever uh, had was, on on the Venture Beach. That's beautiful, bud. Not to be gauche or anything. Not to be gauche. (laughs) All right, so uh, uh, if you want the headphones, if you don't, it's all right. Either way. So you can hear us better. What's up, Bobby? So Troy Troy Terry, welcome to On the Bench with Beaks. I'm going to go. I'm the titular character uh, On the Bench with Beaks. We've got Daniel over here. (laughs) Yeah, that that was so cool. Uh, like Troy Terry just walking right up and signing that well, uh, signing that sweater, of yours, man. Yeah, and as I said, it just the way his eyes lit up just because somebody had it on and was a fan. Like that was cool. But as I said, just the way because I kind of caught up randomly with him and just the way that he backed that whole organization and he just believed in it was just amazing like and how everybody believed in that whole entire organization where it was to where it's come to yeah basically yeah well everybody who we had the pleasure of uh talking to that weekend was just yeah was so high up on coming out and you know giving their time to something that was what they were doing so yeah, it was great. It was is yeah, and especially like seeing like guys like Troy Terry, you know, they 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 didn't have to come and talk to us, you know, no, just some right. r- random dudes over in the corner. Well, I mean, you had goats. I mean, you had Army. He had you know, Butchie. Yeah. I mean, none of those guys didn't have to, but they just loved what we were about and just were there because they love what Dog Nation does. And I yeah. uh, just love how this all ties in, and it because they've helped you out immensely. We wouldn't honestly be doing this if you weren't here, honestly, dude. Right? Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you gotta get, you gotta definitely give uh, Dog Nation its credit. I well, I know I definitely do. I mean, just like you said. Yeah. Without them, I definitely wouldn't be here, and we wouldn't be able to, like you know, have these chats every week. And yeah. Play our little, uh, play our little ring around the rosy on the mic, on the mics. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh that's a that yeah that's a great that was that was really cool to actually get an on air uh, signing too. That oh, was yeah. that was that really was cool. awesome. It was on the fence with like favorite to like just because that whole weekend was touching as I said. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. 
Right there, Keezer. What you got there, bud? We're um, <clears throat> we're kind of like right, kind of perfectly easing into actually mine. I think um, we're on the subject of dog nation, of course, and you know how much they've done and helped us and helped you, and you know with everything. Um, so I just uh, this moment, I just kind of remember it, and I feel I remember it for the rest of my life is. Uh, when Cappy came here, not only yeah. so, not only it was our first guest, we were stoked because we finally figured out these stupid microphones. Yeah, oh, we right. got four mics working, so bring on the guests. So that was an exciting part oh, right there, absolutely. right? And kind yeah. of funny now to think about, right? Uh, but he he agreed to be our first guest, and we were super stoked um, on it all. Um, and it was a great conversation, right? It was oh, yeah. it was a great episode, and we had a really good conversation. And uh, what really uh, stuck out to me in that uh, that whole conversation was kind of like how it all started, how Dog Nation kind of yeah. got into your life, and um, why we're doing this today, and why Marty's such a big uh, you know part of your life, and and with everything so let's let's listen to a little clip up from uh from that episode and i just want to add before we get into it man like this is this is very touching and there's no way this can this clip can be any shorter than the four minutes and a half that it is oh baby <laughs> we talk about that and and he's like dude i don't know what's going on i'm getting weaker i'm i'm losing weight and Literally the very next day, Jack went into a coma. Oh, my the God. The very next day. And nine days later, he came out of the coma. And battery of tests later on this guy that's, that's really fit and exercises and doesn't drink excessively, eats well, all, everything. He checks all the boxes. It doesn't make sense. Turns out he doesn't have cancer, but he has autoimmune disease. God. And over the next six months, I watched Jack go from the most fit person I knew at that age, like of like, like him and I, and he he was about eighty pounds and unrecognizable to me near the end. And I would tell the guys, "He's doing great. He's doing great." I because I, you know, I I wanted it so bad. Yeah. And then, then Jack unfortunately passed away on on April seventh, two thousand and ten, and or April tenth, two thousand and ten, and um. At that point, I spoke at his funeral a few days later, and I said to his girls, I said, I'm going to do something in your dad's honor. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do something. And so I started this thing called Dog Nation Hockey, and and um, I thought it was going to maybe be five, ten grand a year. And and uh, incredibly, nine years later, we're super proud to say that we've, we've actually helped over 160 families Oh, and wow. we've given away over $1.7 million. That's amazing, man. And, and one of them is sitting right to my right here. And Cody, in that same uh, the the year we started was was um, April. I mean, of, of it was literally January 1st, 2011. It could be like you guys here. And we didn't really know what we were doing. We're like, Andy needs help, and and so on and so forth. We all threw 100 bucks in the middle of the table. It was my goalie, my left wing, and the left right defenseman, and whatever. And, we said they looked at me as a CPA. Can you figure out how to do a 501c3? I said I probably can do that, and and um, that's how this started. And and that was January 1st, 2011, and October 31st, 2011. Only 11 months later, Cody had his accident, and um, so 
it, when we heard about that, it was a guy named uh, Bernie Levesque who, who, who knew Cody's family, and um, he told me about Cody, and we showed up here, at yeah. this, right at this house, and and uh, Cody was at Craig Hospital at the time, and and uh, and I spent a lot of the day with Phil, and and he said, you know, I could tell they were just totally overwhelmed. I'm like, they're oh yeah i'm i'm a handy guy we're gonna do this we're gonna do that cody's in the hospital he's home in two weeks and i'm like uh how are you know that door's not wide enough um yeah there's gotta be how's he gonna get up into the house and and where what about going in the backyard what about the floors it's carpet like he he can't move on a wheelchair and and, um i went back that night and prayed a little bit and i know uh phil who's sitting here listening to me he's a man of god and and I, I said, what can we do? And a week later, right, a week later, we had 34 people here <laughs> at the house. And, and um, we put in hardwood floors. We put in ramps. We put in concrete pads. We painted the room to look like abs because we knew you were an abs fan. Oh, yeah, of we, course. We covered, we, we you, you name it, right? And, oh, everything. And, and Cody still didn't know any of this was going on. No, I and, had no idea. And uh, in addition to that, we were able to hand a really nice check over to the family. And so it was... Uh, At an Avs game, mind you. Yeah, and I in, looked... In between the periods. Yeah. Is and that I, I knew Phil. The I looked only at Phil way to do it. Like, yeah. I got daughter. I made just Phil's got a son and, a, and another daughter. And I just said, I go, that's it, no fault of his own. And they're in a position that they just can't do it. And every bit of that was covered by by people. Yeah. With big hearts. People and I never every, met. Yeah, people that had never met Tony, uh, Cody. None of them. I hadn't met Cody. Right. And, yeah, I had, and, yeah, I hadn't even, and, like, never met. Yeah, and so it was the, the most telling point. I don't know if you remember this, Phil, but... Pidge and I were putting, we had a we had our Molson, which I'm holding in my hand right now, sitting on the hardwood floor there, and we were putting in the last couple pieces because we were having trouble putting them in, and your daughter came in. I hadn't met your daughter, your sister. Yeah. And she she walked in the, the front door, and she stood at the top, like, you know, the tri-level house we're in here, looked down and burst into tears. Yeah. And that, that you were right next to me when we did that. We big, big hug, and... Um, uh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I I felt it was just something that had to be added in. Um, I know it always is. You know, every single one of us it got us that day. Listening to the story and it's getting us now again. It's just. Oh yeah. You know. I, oh yeah. It's hard to like put it in words. Um. Had to share it. Yeah, yeah. That episode, man. Uh, probably the uh, probably the best way to kind of really kick off us having guests. Really, yeah. like, yeah. I don't think any. I don't think there was a dry eye in that in that uh, garage that day. There wasn't. No. no. Yeah. There wasn't. I mean, especially just to hear like all the other stories that uh, Marty has been a part of and stuff like that. Like, I mean. Uh, Especially with like you know Dave Rapture and I mean obviously Jack Kelly and stuff like, I mean, geez, like he lives an incredibly you know heartfelt life and I mean major deep feelings all the time, and I mean like that that's he's the guy to do it too. He really is. 
Like, yeah, I mean, you never see, you know, like, you hardly ever see him, you know, have a bad day or anything, and always going and going and going, and yeah, it was, it was a real honor to actually sit down and, like, talk to him and get his thoughts and, and then, like, just the, like, his, his eye, eye view on all, all what, he, all the insane stuff that he does, you know, and what Dog Nation does. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I know I said it in that episode. We wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have my best friend here and we wouldn't have our friend here as well. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, so everybody's uh, everybody. Uh, Again. Okay, no. I think we're all fogging up here still. Okay. Right. I think I got something in my eye. <laughs> fogging up. I'm the only one wearing glasses, dude. <laughs> No, that was a great moment. Thanks, Keats. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Um, man, uh, well, you know, honestly, I think this whole, uh, like, I don't really have a clip just because I can't fit a whole uh, year's worth of memories in it. <laughs> I mean, obviously not. Um, but, I mean, like, I think the most poignant moments for me is, like, just being able to sit down with you guys and be able to talk hockey with my friends, you know, and just like, and just, uh, like how Keith said, like, you know, uh, being able to talk to Marty, you know, and, uh, be able to have these like deep, meaningful moments as well. And just like Daniel said as well in his, you know, like being able to, you know, help raise awareness to like these, uh, these hockey players, that are, uh, you know, trying so hard, you know, whether it's blind hockey or, you know, sled hockey or, you know, uh, uh, just trying to save hockey in general, like with Demetrius. And, uh, like, being able to talk to these people and discover these incredible aspects of a game that we, you know, we would have never known otherwise, I think, is just an incredible treat. Yeah, and actually for them to come on here and tell their story too. That's that's great. Yeah, and I think that's I th- that's definitely my most poignant part of this entire thing is that we get uh not only do we get to hear about this and learn new things, but we get to do it uh I get to do it with my best buddies. So, I think that's probably the most poignant part for me, for real. And, uh, just, I mean, and, uh, you know, we've, we've said, you know, how awesome Milan was, but I think honestly, every one of our, every one of our guests that we've had have had something incredible to talk about and incredible to teach us. And I think we've, I I know I, every time I've, uh, you know, got to talk to somebody new, um, I've, I felt, I felt, you know, refreshed and I've, I felt like I've come away as like a, you know, a better, more enlightened person in a sense. So, yeah. and well, yeah, as my dad always said, uh, I mean, it's always a good day when you learn something new or you gain something insightful. So yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just like I said, being able to do it with my best buddies and make new friendships and talk to more people about the game we love, I mean, couldn't ask for anything better, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amen, man. I mean, yeah, 
you, it's hard to like add to that, you know, because you you said it so well. But it's how amazing, you know, to see knowing, you know, from like the that first day, and knowing all these people you're gonna get to talk to and all the friendships you created, and not only that, how freaking awesome the hockey community is. I yeah. mean, literally going from, you know, your normal beer leaguers like us to people that played pretty serious pro pro leagues or however you want to put it, you know. Yeah. Everyone's been so responsive and nice. And, and you know, I mentioned this, you know, on interviews I've been on and talking through my stuff or whatever. But, like, it's awesome. You've, you've, never, you've never had anyone that's, like been an ass to you you know Everyone, yeah. yeah even if you mm-hmm. even if someone wasn't you know able to do something you'll always get a polite no or like whatever the case may be right um it's just cool i i think i think in this year like we really really learned a lot of cool things and i think we learned a lot about ourselves uh at the same time yeah at the risk of sounding like a you know an after school special but yeah absolutely i fully agree and uh that's a great point keith is that like nobody we've ever uh interviewed or anything has uh had like a uh an air about themselves where they're like yeah you're lucky you're talking to me right now like everybody's been just like so like so willing and so happy to do it you know yeah yeah and i mean it's even after all the interviews and everything, it, they thoroughly enjoyed just our time, their time that they spent with us. Mm-hmm. As I mean, we try to get down to the nitty gritty, but also we try to have a, a little bit of fun too. Make them, you know, right. And there were so many times where, like, again, like we covered this at the beginning of the podcast, we didn't know what we were doing, right? So there yeah. were so many times we like ran into like super crappy like glitches and stuff like someone's microphone wouldn't work or like the guests couldn't hear us and stuff and it was always obviously like embarrassing for us like oh god you know like we're like this is it like these people would just yeah, be like you're it. wasting my time but right the impeccable patience they had with us too yeah exactly everyone was so nice and understanding and like i i that was another thing that was like man like I feel like I did this to like an NBA player. He would have hung up on me, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, ago. yeah. <laughs> you know, right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it was just, again, like the hockey community has been amazing. Absolutely, I- and I think uh, I think so far we've done a really good job of doing exactly what we kind of set out to, you know. To uh, you know, to expand the hockey community, but bring it a little closer, you know, because I mean, uh, it's it's crazy. Like almost everybody that we've talked to in the past, we still like they they they're still keeping tabs on us, or you know, we're yeah. still keeping tabs on them, and it's like, it's it's really true that we uh, it's it it's definitely expanded the hockey community for us. And, oh yeah, and I think I think we've done a really good job of shedding light on the hockey community itself, and it, it's just it's it's really uh, I mean it's humbling because I mean uh, I'll, I'll I'll say it uh, tell him blue in the face that like hockey's given me so much, and I know uh, you guys can probably say the same is that hockey has just just given you given us so much and. Every day, even doing this, you know, trying to give back, it seems like give back to the hockey community. It seems 
every time we give back, it gives back even more to us. And that's, that's an incredible feeling. I agree 100%, especially when you look at, again, the hockey community itself. We just interviewed the goon, right? One of the toughest guys you can probably meet on skates. And just watching him on camera, being the tough guy that he is, and just thinking about all the causes he's helped. He's he's a coach. Um, All these people, you know, you know, these hockey players, you know, we have tough personas, they say, and we're hard on the outside. But really, I think it as a hockey player, um, we're all great people. You need tough personas, but deep down, we're all great people um, from the inside out. So, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. like kind of like, as Shrek says, we're like an onion. We're kind of, <laughs> you know, a little bit hard. I agree. On, you know, there's layers. Here we go with the dad sayings. Wow. <laughs> Here we go. Easy there, Keats. <laughs> no, I, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't, um, I couldn't be happier and couldn't be luckier to hang out with you guys every week and talk hockey i think it's just been great life is like a box of chocolates <laughs> straight up <laughs> something Ross well, would say. when it comes to our episodes that, you, you never know what you're gonna get that's yeah that's so <laughs> true <laughs> anal bleaching and stuff you'll never oh. know and that and then <laughs> and then, oh, and then the mic falls down and there goes we, the mic we talked about it <sighs> oh but. could it not uh, Happened at the best time, right? But I mean, for me though, you know, I don't have a quote either, um, or, or any section of sound. But I do remember walking to Cody's garage um, not too long ago and him t- telling me about on the bench of beaks and what these guys do once a week. Um, and then once it started, you know, coming around, and you know, Daniel was here and said, "Hey, you just you just gonna be hanging out? You just gonna hang out and listen?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." And Cody's over here like, hey, are you, are you nervous? Are you for your first episode? And I'm like, no, I'm not nervous because I'm with a bunch of guys that I think are, you know, my friends. And we're just going to talk a bunch of hockey. And so then after that episode, you know, a couple weeks later, he asked me to be part of the podcast, you know, through text. And I thought, you know, I want to be part of this. This is super cool. And he's given me the opportunity to be a part of this. And so once I was a part of it, you know, I'm so happy about the friendships I've made. Uh, of course, you know, with, you know, Ross and Daniel and Cody. And I hope this is something that goes on for a very, very long time. Um, and you know, props to you boys, especially Keats, man. When I came in here, you kind of gave me the big, you know, the rundown of the tech and how it all works. And so for me, that was, you know, you're a good coach and I'm happy you taught me everything. <laughs> Stern but fair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll call it that. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then, you know, just learning about Dog Nation and, and what, you know, this podcast has been able to do for our local community and people just around the U.S. So it's just not only extension from what we do here, but across the country. And I really appreciate being on the podcast with you guys doing this once a week. I'm um, talking about the best sport ever. So that's oh, yeah. my favorite memorable moment. And thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. And I look forward to doing more episodes with you guys. Hopefully it continues on for a very long time. It grows bigger and bigger. Yeah. Uh, cheers to that, honestly. Cheers to that, for right. sure. Yeah. Love to see another year, another 50, maybe a couple more after that, eh? <laughs> another 50? I don't know if I got that in me. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, you better find it. Dig deep, bud. You got to get that jam. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, boys, uh, we've had a, we, I think we've had a pretty good time talking, uh, talking for a while, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Longest episode yet. Clip show, baby. Clip show. 
Uh, so yeah, let's uh, you know, let's sign off as we normally do. You know, Keith, you want to start us off with some shoutouts, bud? Oh man, I uh, I wasn't prepared for the shoutouts. No, I'm just glad I was able to hop on with you guys. It's been a very long time. Um, as most know, I'm kind of doing my thing on the side, and I haven't done much on there because. <laughs> Moving into a new place and stuff, kind of getting settled in, and and uh, and I'll be back on it, on it again. But no, uh, that's besides the point. We're here for on the bench with Beaks today. So again, I'm I'm super glad that uh, I was able to hop on with you guys again, and hopefully in the future I'll be able to maybe do a little guest appearances here and there. Oh hell yeah! You're more than welcome. Yeah. All right, uh, Brycey, what do you got there? Uh, the usual. I mean, we had a big talk about my, you know, Dog Nation. Um, so big shout out to them. A uh, big shout out to my Beer Nation, my my family. Um, they love what we do. They listen a lot, and the friends who listen to it. Uh, of course, I, you know, Jake, Ryan, Jamie, all you guys listen to this. Appreciate it. And other than that, you boys, I really do appreciate hanging out with you guys and talking about hockey. Ross Derrier. Well, I mean, yeah, it's been a hell of a year. That's all I got to say, boys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this has been a fun experience. It's definitely been a learning experience. Um, just glad to know all you boys um, from different parts of my life, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's been a blast, and I'm hoping that we keep this going. And I uh, appreciate all of our listeners and friends and family that are tuning in. Nice. What do you, what you got there, BD boy? Yeah, well, okay, so he covered all of our listeners, family and friends. <laughs> There's been sponsors mentioned, uh, the on the bench, the hockey community. Who Who is left to mention at this point? That's why I would... made you go last. So oh, I'll put you dear on the spot. God. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I guess it's you guys. Like, this doesn't happen with uh, a big collaborative effort. And, you know, it's really easy to do a podcast when you're the host and you ask for one person. It's four times harder with four people. But it's four times better. And I just want to say that I think it's really cool that um, we're able to figure out just all of each other's lies and respect each other's busyness and figure out a way to work and talk and talk puck and make a difference all together. I think that's really cool. I don't think a lot of people can do that. And I alone think that that's a feat, but the fact that we reach so many people, uh, inspire other people and, um, allow people to have fun at the same time um i think that's that's fantastic um i'm still waiting for the day that bryce will agree with me less than 100 percent, but i'm glad that he does uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and i also love that uh i'll try to do more 85 to 75 from yeah. on. thank you I, I, have but a you're little, just so damn smart daniel have a little bit of no. discourse uh, I just, I also love that uh, Ross has these great quips and one of these times I just wish he was, wasn't kidding, wasn't kidding, but I, I think it's awesome and dude, I love you, man. I think it's, it's, it's fantastic and Keats, you don't have to um, 
watch every hockey game to come on, it turns out that the winning formula is just to have you over, <laughs> fill you with 0% alcohol beer, and all of a sudden you just let loose lips go. So. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Shout out to Heineken Zero. Heineken Zero. This <laughs> we are so looking for you more Heineken sponsors. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it would be a crime not to to mention our hero here, man. I just think Cody, what you what you've tried to figure out how to do with a bunch of guys that are like completely in their own world and have their own opinions about stuff, and figure out a way to like allow us to copacetically exist between alcohol binges is <laughs> loosely used term yeah <laughs> oh shit man so, that's uh go on sorry so i just want to say like you can you can get your gleek freak on whenever you want but <laughs> i'm also glad to uh just be able to you know sit next to you virtually or figuratively and figure out what you and I and Ross and Bryce and Keats are all going to continue to figure out how to do to make the hockey community a better place. Cause I mean, I'm just so impressed with what we're all trying to figure out how to do. And I don't really try to figure out how to measure success other than just I know that this last year, A, this podcast has been like a super fucking positive thing for all of us. And I think like that's awesome. Oh, yeah. In a, in a, in a way where this year has sucked, uh, it's been fantastic. And, and secondly, I don't know what part we've played in making a big difference, but we've made a big difference and we're part of that play and that's all that matters. And I think like we should all pat ourselves on the back for that. So uh, it was a long shout out. It's, it's five beers deep, but I appreciate the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's normally Ross. Well said, that's that's well normally said. Ross's go, you know, I would just like to thank, uh, and, uh, Ma Bear Nation. And, Ma Bear. Uh, uh, well, no, I mean, yeah, boys, uh, you guys really all said it. And I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going to echo that, like, you know, the sponsors, the listeners, but yeah, I just got to say, thank you. Thank you guys for making a year so great you know like it's and i'm so excited to keep doing this and um cheers to everybody who's uh actually sent us um a uh, happy birthday uh happy birthday shout out i've got a pretty kind of special thing going on with it so when we release this um it'll probably be like the promo for this episode but uh, thank you, oh, nice. so, yeah, thank you so much to everybody who uh, sent us one of those. I mean, uh, so many, uh, so many incredible people that have been on, or just plain fans of the show. So that's going to be really fun. But yeah, thank you, thank you, hockey, uh, and thank <laughs> you, boys. Like, uh, um, I can't wait to see what we do next this next year. And uh, thanks for Keys for coming back on too, man. Right. Really, oh, you yeah, got thanks, it, buddy. Bud. Good to see you. I wouldn't miss the one year. Come on, uh, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, just just to say one more thing is that yeah, we've all met each other in like different ways, you know, like 
I mean, maybe through school or through some other way. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, Daniel and I, we met just through being like really loving uh, puns and hockey, you know, and uh, in some way uh, I met Ross. Through your roommate Zach, yeah, I at went a to hockey high school. Game. Yeah, and yeah, with him, and yeah, we met at a hockey game. Yeah, and meeting Keats through you know sniffing socks, sniffing socks <laughs> at, in a hockey locker room, <laughs> <Like the promenade. laughs> and and Bryce at school and playing in Highland Hill. So like it's, um, thank you hockey, thank you to hockey for bringing us all together, and uh, it's 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 a treat. Really, thank you hockey. <laughs> so yes, hockey. Yes, Taksumike uh, Yusuke. So, without further ado, um, I think we can uh, throw, sign out. Oh yeah. So, until next time, V Horsh. Avidazen. Salute. Later. Abiento. I I. Try the damn thing, see what happens.